Hello and welcome once again to Wandering Monster, America's test table where we don't play test games, no. We break them upon our back as the fires of Eldritch Hell rise up. And I haven't read this game yet. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, there's a fire. Uh, so look, I'm John Baldisberger. I'm Charles Bernard. Ian Servas. Mr. Peschke and Bridget Brave. Who are you? I know. I know. What are there five? There are so, four of us. I count five. Let's start things off. I don't know how to uh, count. I yeah. Well, thankfully, five is like still. Um, but, oh, that's one uh, hand. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And handle um, this. Yeah. Not so one, one hand's worth of hosts is what we have now. We are pleased to announce that uh, Bridget Brave is joining our cast permanently. Yeah. Very happy to be here. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a Libra. No, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I am a horror writer and attorney who lives in Southern Missouri. I was very excited about this when I first heard about it. So I immediately jumped on a guest opening and um, I'm tough to get rid of. I'm a lot like black mold. You know, it, once it's there, it's there. I want to I want to say that uh, I know we kind of have gotten into a habit of having a guest like twice and then making them a cast member. That stops <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, Bridget, yeah. Bridget, uh, Bridget caps us off at at five, and we are just so extremely happy to yes. have her with us. Our family is complete. Yes. And speaking of families of the type that you do not want to have, um, tonight we'll be playing a game that I am as excited as hell about. Um, this is another joint from Wayne Robert, who is the creator of our Golden Tentacle Game of the Year award-winning game, Blaster Dungeon Plumbers. In a radical departure from Dungeon Plumbers, uh, except in that it's an old-school Renaissance game, um, Pan His Majesty in Yellow, which is tonight's game, is heavy on the uh, Lovecraft Chambers mythos. So if you've heard of Hastur, Lost Carcosa, The King in Yellow, all that stuff, then you are going to be stoked tonight. And if you haven't, I bet you have heard of an impish little fellow who might have wandered through a very racist Disney movie in your childhood <laughs> um, named Peter Pan. Oh, what you may yeah. not know is this. So like, I got the opportunity to interview Wayne Robert uh, about this project, and that interview is actually on wanmoncast.com if you just look under articles under my name. Um, and uh, what he was up to here, he, he actually gave me book recommendations, which when a game creator does that, I like fall instantly in love. And he was like, have you ever actually read those Peter Pan books? And I said, no, I've watched the movie and like saw the musical. That was about it. And he's like, well, go back and read them. Start with Peter Pan and Kensington Gardens and then read Peter and Wendy. And I did, and by the end of it, I was like, holy shit, how has this been hiding in plain sight in children's literature all these years? It's wonderful. It's dark. It's fucked up. It's full of, like, fairies the way that they used to be in fairy stories, which is to say, like, you can't really trust them. And uh, it's got basically cosmic horror elements. And uh, tonight's game takes those two things and laces them beautifully together. And uh, with all that said, uh, Mr. Servas, Ian, our forever GM, will you please do the honors? And Abs Mr. Pashke, 
will you take us to our game screen, please? Absolutely. Well, that is a fantastic encapsulation of what to expect um, for this game is available in two different delicious flavors. Uh, if you haven't been completely uh, put off by OGL, there is the 5e version of this. Or uh, if you want to take a step back towards uh, the golden era and play this in old school essentials, which we are this evening, that is also available. So they're both kind of in, in uh, drive through RPG just the venue Claire, that we are going to be playing it in the old school essentials rules. So uh, those rules are very uh, precise and they really invoke that uh, classic game style. We do need to take some liberties with just the format of our, of our uh, very short playthrough. So you might be wondering like why they skip over these little specific rules. It's just uh, podcast magic. So, um, <laughs> but we will uh, get into the thick of things by introducing our colorful cast of characters. Um, you know, one thing we're going to have to figure out is the order. Yeah, since now we have four people, are you keeping with the ancient oath there, Charles? Yeah, I mean, until we get new tablets handed down, um, um, yeah, uh, Charles shall go first. Um, I, tonight, uh, will be playing um, a character that I'll be lovingly referring to as Cold Ligula, but their actual name is Caligara North, Naval Officer. Uh, my class is Fighter. I like things icy cold, um, as you'll discover, and other than that, you'll just have to uh, hang in there to find out more about me. Well, uh, that, uh, I guess I'll go. Um... I'm playing Greylock, uh, Threed. He's a he's a magic user, you know. Uh, not a big deal. Just, uh, just might not see me if you know. I decide <laughs> to to go invisible. It's fine. Don't worry about that. Uh, what you should worry about is my two daggers. I got <laughs> one and two. The real question is, how long is your magic user beard? Can you, like, show us? It's longer than my real-life beard. Let's start with wow. that. Wow. Uh, so, right. like, real-life beard, you know, uh, about an inch. Uh, him? All you need. Like, good 15 inches, curls up, like, the stereotypical magic wizard beard. But here's the twist. It's split down the middle. So it's it's two curled up, fifteen inch long little beards. <laughs> I love it. A forked beard that curls is a wonderful thing. I forgot to add one thing at the beginning. I'm just going to break in here real quick. We will actually be giving away one uh, code for a free copy of the game at the end of tonight's show. So if you are tuned in right now, stick around, and you could be the lucky winner and get a copy of the game for free. It's worth it. All right. That was tough to follow, but I am Thalos Darktide. I'm the Storm Priest of Poseidon. And I, instead of having feet, have two mermaid tails that I walk on and they kind of flop around. So it's, <laughs> I just want to add that in. Um, I'm a cleric and my special talent is that I can turn undead. So look out for that. I'm sure it's very, very attractive when I do that. <clears throat> I am uh <clears throat> driving uh Shinderwood. Uh I am I am a um kind of stocky fellow. Um I don't have 
hair on my my face, but like under my chin, like right in this area. Uh, I wear a very fancy, slightly wide brim hat, and uh, I am a gentleman and a nice guy. And with that, we'll kind of snap in media res. All of you are somewhere exactly where you're not sure. In fact, you're not sure what time of day it is or when or how or what you are. Your vision is obscured by thick, billowing white fog. And in between snippets of it, when it abates for just a second, you get the sensation that you are on a boat uh, in an ocean, but looking towards the horizons, there's nothing but an infinitely black gulf with strange alien stars peering in the distance. And then walls of fog. They part again, and you see a vast, uncaring wasteland, jutting angular black rocks, blood-red suns, shadows that are far too long, and in the distance, something monolithic, perhaps like a throne, a figure seated on it, wearing tattered yellow robes. Seemingly, the robes are both empty and filled with an infinite dread that just pulls at your inner strings. Walls of fog again. Fog parts, and you now see a, a vision of a giant crocodile somehow doesn't exactly capture this image of this thing for it is a crocodile stretched over miles there's a strange ominous ticking coming from its heart and it seems to look at you before another wall of fog and it breaks again and all of a sudden you realize that this isn't a, a vision of, of something like a, a dreamscape you are passing through a giant wall of fog on a boat. You're not even sure how you got here. It's The mist is cold. It's clinging to you. There are people running on the deck screaming bloody murder. One old man with a long beard is stabbing another person in the back, uh, just gibbering with glee with his eyes milked over. The five of you seem to be a little most further away from the fog, as if maybe you've been trying to outrun it, and you just don't remember it, but everyone else that's kind of in the middle of this thick fog bank is just absolutely losing their minds. You can see up ahead that the fog is parting at the bow of the ship, and you can see beautiful blue ocean and sunny sky and islands in the distance, but the rest of the ship behind you is just absolutely engulfed in madness. You realize oh. that you have equipment and item on you. You don't even really completely remember your names. There's this foggy bits of who you are and why you're here. And that beard, you can't forget that beard. Like That's a weird-ass beard. But like everything else is just like totally foggy about your situation. Well, I am dressed in a naval officer uniform, I notice. So I still have no goddamn clue what's going on. <laughs> but... I start looking around to see if there's anybody else in a uniform um, nearby or in the group or. 
you say that you're looking nearby for uh, anyone uh, who's in a uniform who doesn't uniform, seem to be losing their you shit. You see yeah. a person that is, uh, you see like epaulets on his shoulder, and he is frantically wrestling a cannon. And you're not sure what he's doing, but he's wrapped himself around the outside and he's like smacking the side of it. <laughs> I like that. I don't know what he's uh, got <laughs> planned, but it's going to be awesome. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, other than that, you're noticing that these these people that are running around the ship are deckhands mostly. There's a couple of people that are just kind of off staring into the off the side and some other people are drooling. Um, the you start now starting to smell smoke coming from underneath um, the lower levels of the ship. Maybe somewhere something's on fire. Your ship parts a little further through the fog, and you can see that there are trails of smoke coming up the sides around the sides of the ship. Yeah, I don't think that's good for us. Um, yeah. I. Yeah, I, I think we should try to get off the ship. Are there lifeboats? So, you if when you go and you look on the sides, you see that there are some lifeboats. Uh, there are two left. You feel like there should have been more, but you're not exactly <laughs> sure. They're um, expensive, man. Uh, yeah, like I'm gonna start since these these uh, yuckety yucks are closest to me, and I just have that like navy discipline in me. I'm going to start officiously barking orders. Hey, everybody in the lifeboat! Um, and, and see if they come along with me, because I'm getting the hell in the lifeboat. I would like you to make me the first roll of the evening and make me a charisma check. Let's see if you say that you don't know what you're going on, so you have to convey that yes. confidence and give that order. Oh, man, it's all you have to do is fake it, and you've got it made. That's true. Um, here we go. That is a 16. All right. Uh, for you, that is just below your threshold. You needed Bummer. a 15 or under. So you like, there's one guy who listens to you, um, and he looks to be an old, old deckhand. He's got a hook for a hand, and he tries to salute himself, and like he's forgotten that he has his hook, and so he just makes a bloody gouge oh, no. above his eyebrow, and he faithfully jumps into the uh, the lifeboat. The man who was wrestling the uh, the cannon, uh, he you hear like the sound of a hiss as if he's lit the wick, and he points, and he goes, Did you meet me, boss? Uh, no, no, you got it. You're doing, you're doing a good job over there. Keep that up. Uh, he salutes and he like slips a little bit off the cannon. Uh, and there is this loud thundering roar as he slips just in front of the cannon as it goes off. And he just splatters across the horizon. A huge hole breaks in the side of the ship. And you can now see like fire is now coming out the bow or out the side of the ship where this hole has been made. Uh, so we have a motion from your Hang superior on. officer to get Hang into a, a lifeboat. Are you trying to tell me that traveling by cannonball doesn't work the way it does in the <laughs> film Baron Van Munchausen? You have, I mean, you just have to make your role, I think. Okay. So... so 
Go ahead. No, go for it. Um, I was going to get in the lifeboat and then cast Charm Person on the guy to convince him that, like, hey, I'm your new friend, and you're going to row us by yourself because <laughs> you like me, right? We're he's cool. obviously the best equipped for the job, yeah. I have a beard. No, no, I mean the, the guy you're going to make row has a hook for one of his hands. No, we're yeah. Both, yeah. He puts the hook down and he just works the other arm. <laughs> okay. So the lot of you could fit into one of these two available rowboats. Do all of you pile into one? Do you split or do some of you stay on this ship to see if you can salvage it? I'm not staying on the ship. I'm out of here. Nah, I, I think I think the I think that all of us are off put by the dude's bloody head and bloody hook hand, and um, timidly uh, tiptoe into the second boat to cast away. Do you guys leave me with bloody hook hand guy? Oh, did you already get in with him? Yeah, <laughs> I thought so. Wait, will hook hand fit in there with us? All of you could fit in one of these sizable lifeboats. Um, okay. Or you could split them into two. No, it's no, no, just... no. Let's, yeah, let's all get in there with uh, with the guy in that case, since Pashki's already in there. How do you guys feel? Or do you want to take a second craft? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to clamber into this lifeboat and kind of ask quietly, do you guys also have fucked up feet? Um... <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, know. Is, is this... This is bad, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not normal, right? Not, I'm not thinking that. Um, well, now I'm, I'm thinking about like an average sailor if, if they were to just pull off a boot and show you their feet, if, if that would qualify as <laughs> equally as fucked up as a fin, you know? True. So all of you are getting the same, same lifeboat, it sounds. Yes. Mm. Okay. So... You push off the side, and uh, you, uh, Greylock, you've worked your charm person, and it seems very effective. In fact, this person just seems to just absorb um, your every word as you're casting the spell, still kind of in a daze. And he, again, he salutes you, thinking you're an officer, so he just kind of cuts <laughs> a, just a deeper gouge across his forehead. Doesn't seem to notice that there's blood running in his eyes. Um, it takes a quick, sinks into one of the oars, and begins to row, row you away from the uh, your ship. You're noticing, curiously, as you pull away, that along the hull, there look to be cannon blasts and that have just torn huge holes through your ship. And... You don't know how this got there. In fact, when you look across the horizon, you're not seeing any other ships near you. In the distance, you can start seeing like clusters of islands, and it looks like they're almost surrounding a larger landmass. The um, anything that any of you are wanting to do with your skills and regarding your ship, your spells, your equipment, um, you find that despite this entire panic of this scenario, you have all the equipment that is on your character sheets on you as if you packed for this moment, and but you're not sure why. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, huh. 
Turns out I'm not in a naval uniform, even though I'm a naval officer. Um, we'll you may have stripped that... it from someone during the yeah. chaos, and yeah. maybe it's like one—is it one size too big or one size too small? Whose name uh... is on the underwear? <laughs> I I've regrettably forgotten how to read, and uh, like the the top is way too big, but the the bottom is way too small. I think I might be the one who's oddly shaped, though. Um, let's see here. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I'm good right now. Uh, I don't think I need to modify the ship in any specific way. Can I cure the guy's head wound? <laughs> Absolutely. Do. Yeah, so, I, I don't want to look at that. What type of prayer do you say as you cast your uh, your heel? I, I call upon the Lord Poseidon to send his healing waves. Definitely, and, definitely call upon the god of storms. Yes, yes, to, to seal up this <laughs> this gash in his head that he has. It works in Age of Sigmar. I mean, I I guess that you, so. You're taking seawater and just splashing it. Yeah, like, just like throwing it at him. Let's see how water, that goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are um, good at this. It's curative. So you put your hands on him uh, and you invoke the name of the sea god and. You feel like there might be some gurgling under your boat. You're not sure. Maybe it's the ship as it's starting to slowly sink. Um, but you see that his head wound seals up. It's got a real crusty scab over it, but you think that it's going to be okay. Uh, he uh, thanks you by saluting and just cuts like a small <laughs> line through it. And I, Can I grab his hand before he uh, successfully make me, salutes? Yeah, make me a dexterity check here. Yeah, I don't know if you want to grab grab for that, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm doing a thing here. Oh yeah, you are a dexterous oh, yeah. mf'er. Huh? I am, you in fact, a, a dexterous man. That is true. Let's see here. My Fisher searching. Where's the? There it is. On Burger Right on. Exactly oh, yeah. upon. All right. So you grab his hook before he scratches himself, and you... I lean in close and I say, "Don't." It's for your health. <laughs> he looks confused, and he scratches his head with his stump as you realize that you have this cook in your hand. Pocket it. All right. My hook now. Um, I am the hook hand now. <laughs> the band is kind of confused as he's trying now to row with his stump, mm -hmm. and he's not having a very good go at it. Um, Let's try harder then. Yeah. <laughs> I've cast okay, charm person on him. I'm gonna row. I I gently unseat him from his position, and, and I take up the oars. I'm I'm a, a naval person, so yeah. Let's let's do this thing. I put my back into it, me hearties. So. You, as you kind of distance yourself further and further away from that wall of fog, you start to get a little bit of a, a hazy remembrance back. Something about a trip out to the far ocean, to some remote place, looking for something, and then you just have these little snippets from those weird visions that a, a man in, in, in a throne in a just desolate kingdom, a giant crocodile... And um, you're not sure exactly what it means. 
as you are rowing, um, you see that you're kind of in the middle of this vast sea. Um, your full your visions. You look behind you and around from where your ship was, as you see it slowly starting to sink down. It's almost like everything is almost encapsulated in a wall of fog around this place, as if you're almost at a perpetual always eye of a storm. But it's it's quiet and it's sunny and it's a it's a oddly beautiful day, and the sea is almost uncomfortably still in a way. Um, What's see, the nearest uh, beach or port where we can put in? So you are probably an hour's row, um, and you see that you have a couple of different islands that you, you could approach, as if you're almost coming into like a U-shaped archipelago of various islands. When you look to your distance to the north, you see that there is a small island with tall, lush palm trees and a wide, sandy beach. Next to it, um, there are two jagged outcroppings of rock. To your east from here, you see a much larger landmass. It looks like it's almost like a, a long island that uh, extends almost in a chain around you as if it loops from the east, kind of hooking down, uh, going to the southwest from you, almost, on a, almost like a big like check mark. And you can see that there are areas that are more rocky with tall, almost mountainous-esque uh, protrusions of rock or what looks to be like verdant forest uh, with like a sandy, rocky beach. Jagged rocks. Jagged <laughs> rocks. That's my boat. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go for jagged rocks. Yay. <laughs> let's Who do am it. I to to fight against the tide here? You see, uh, as you as you as you approach jagged rocks, you see uh, the the thief in the long cloak pull something out of his uh, his uh, cloak. Because I can say that word twice in a row, and <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's a fun word to say and a fun thing to wear. I am very curious. Do, does anyone else see what you're pulling out, Draven? Or is this a... Cons- that's up to them. Do they want to try to see what I'm pulling out? Are they yeah, checking? Are they yeah, trying to gather I'm my... So check out your it seems action. to be a scroll of some sort. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask... What's your name again, John's character? Uh, Dra- uh, Draven. Draven. No, I'm no. going to ask Draven if... Uh, if he's looking at a map and if he'd care to share any uh, tips on where we should put in. I prefer, <clears throat> I prefer to not make my presence known if we don't have to. Hmm. May not okay. be friendly these shores. Head for All the right. rocks. Ain't going to be no one to greet us that we don't want to. Got it. And luckily for us, I believe I have a grappling hook. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a large inventory. Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, it says right here, large sack. So, you know, it's full of stuff. Um, Don't worry too much about it. Okay. I can keep us safe. Okay. Crowbar, steel mirror, tinderbox. Uh, I have rope, but I don't think I have a grappling hook. So I'm just going to try and lasso me one of them uh, 
uh, jagged rocks. Don't don't it worry about it. He, oh, okay. it you, you got it. All right, cool. A gloss. Okay. Uh, Ian, as we get close to the jagged rocks, uh, and and everyone else is kind of being afraid that we are about to crash our little dinghy. Uh, I unfurl the scroll and transmute rock to mud, giving us a soft landing. Now, that is a very clever use for that. That is. Okay, so that actually takes care of that role. So you are exhausted after all of this rowing, and you're starting to see your ship just not slowing at all. You're running towards this beach of just jagged fish, uh, fish-shaped fish rocks that look like it is like a pair of, uh, punch a hole through your boat and sink even before you get to... Um, to, to a safe landing. Um, but as you see your companion in a trench coat kind of wave his hands, it turns into a, a thick velvety mud that you just slide in through. Um, and it securely uh, locks your boat into um, this rocky shore. You see it from right where you are here, you get a good stock of your environment. You see that to your immediate in, in front of you, uh, which you're starting to get a feeling from looking at this kind of odd sun, is something you want to call east. So along this east uh, coast, you see that there is a very dense, thick wood. The trees themselves are almost very, they're pushed together, and there is a dark hush, almost like it's pregnant with possibilities or just something almost like primeval. Right to the north of you is where you see the forest kind of thins a bit, and it gets a little bit of a higher elevation. You think in the distance you see some things that look like maybe buildings or possibly houses perched between some houses and rock. And this shoreline extends to a solid outcropping or extension of rock, almost like a peninsula. Uh, at the very end of it, there is a tall column of rock on top of which you see that there is green grass or maybe thick moss and very odd small huts. You think, but you're not sure that there's something maybe bright red moving up there, maybe like some type of birds or little red, um, I don't know, mushrooms running around. Now that's Sean content, but that's not necessarily Draven content. <laughs> but I want you to know that I object to mushroom men and mushrooms moving when John is not playing a John character. <laughs> <laughs> well, do any of you have a, a spyglass or something that you could use to kind of maybe get a better lay of things? See, my plan was to find a high spot because I've got like a basically a signal mirror. Um, but I don't know that I have a spyglass. I, uh, Charles, this will make you a little mad. I have two grappling hooks. <laughs> God damn it. And a pocket hook, right? Somebody, a, yeah. Somebody, I also have a pocket more hook. More than man it. at this point. Somebody mispacked my large sack is what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't blame uh, me for the contents of your sack. I <laughs> only blame, um, our our divine creator um whom i devoutly praise uh do we like does anybody have a spyglass no i have nothing um, of use right now no i don't all right so let's what is the highest point 
nearest to us like the jagged rocks of the shore like i've been to many a jagged rocky shore and often there's like a pretty good sized outcropping or something mm -hmm. is there anything like that nearby that i could climb to use my signal mirror just to see if i can like detect any signs of life if anything flashes back from up there so there's none of the rocks immediately here that are taller than any of these trees that are looming in the tree line. That would give you a better height advantage, but then you are approaching that very thick, dark tree line. Uh, if there might be any type of um, unfriendlies or weird beasts, do you want to risk climbing a tree? Otherwise, you could take this uh, was like a, a across this rock peninsula and try to climb that rock tower. I mean, the thing is uh, a, a mammoth towering thing about you, and it's beyond maybe some of the very, very far distance. Um, maybe there might be some mountains. I mean, uh, hours and hours to the north from here. This is going to be the tallest thing near you. What do you guys think? I think it's safer if we stick together. We don't know what we're dealing with on this land. So, yeah, if you're going up there, I think we should all go up there. To be fair, we don't really know what we're dealing with with each other, either. You could be a son of a bitch, for all I know. Well, I think oh. we're all mind-wiped, so... You might have been a son of a bitch, but I'm not sure if you are anymore, you know? You take that back! <laughs> <laughs> are we all bringing right, in you, our you... friend? Uh, oh, yeah! I straight up forgot about it. Let's call he's him... He's not forgotten about you. In fact, this man... I hasn't really said anything. Is still just clinging to your side, Greylock. Oh, he's wanna, just kind of giving this like, very gummy smile because he's aw. missing most of his teeth. Greylock, you should give him a name. Um, Lieutenant Hook. I don't know. Uh, that's a terrible name. I don't like that. Uh, someone I'm else. Just remind him of what he's do, lost. Do you say Hook out loud like that? <laughs> uh, I feel like I shouldn't, but because you said that, I feel like I therefore have to. I look at I look at our friend. I'm like, hey, Mr. Hook, can you take this end of my rope, scamper up there so we can use to climb more easily, <laughs> buddy, when, pal, friend. When huh? you when you say Mr. Hook with kind of that sense of a little bit of, a, of authority, because you're still kind of in this commanding thing, this is a very clear day. There are not any clouds or or um, it's it's a beautiful, perfectly sunny day. You hear in the distance somewhere rolling thunder for just a, a brief <laughs> second. So you can't even see it, but you feel there's a little drop in pressure. So you guys have seen Young Frankenstein, right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Was, I, I was worried Ruka. that you were going to think of us doing that. There's no horse winning in the background. <laughs> Frankenstein. Dang it. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going to take that as a sign that this uh hook person who i'm not going to say that word out loud again is probably somebody we shouldn't be um fucking with right away uh yeah he likes me i'm not giving oh, his no, hook no, no. back i i mean uh when you say that 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 name i think that there must be something attached to it other than to just this good-natured gummy fellow so we'll call him gummy then gummy works Gummy is good. Yeah. Lieutenant Gummy? Lieutenant Gummy. He's a good boy. Lieutenant Gummy. Excellent. I think he outranks me now. <laughs> uh, I, should, I should tell you that because my wife has known my little brother who joined the Navy since he was four, 
she continues to call him Lieutenant Nuggy. <laughs> That's great. So are you instructing this man? Are you giving this, this man a name? And, um, are and you a purpose. And, and restate your purpose since uh, he was very cowed by the sudden peal of thunder. Hey, hey there, school. Hey, 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 champ. Hey, buddy. Hey, sport. Uh, look, um, do, sh- how long has it been? How long does Charm Person Cat like last in this game engine? Should I recast it? Let me see what, hold on. Let me check to see your, your level and the length of effect. You've been rowing approximately for at least an hour, so uh, you will have that last until. One or more days, basically. Wow. You, if you're intelligent, oh yeah, okay. um, you he can see yours. by his uh, his look in his eyes that he is definitely going to be your, to me, your friend for this day, um, and uh, he is just just looking at you like a, a puppy dog. Hey, buddy, uh, can you take this rope and and scamper on up there for me so that we can use it to get up there? Because, you know, you've got those strong arms. You helped Roe and I really just appreciate you. And you can do this, this one more favor, pal. That would be awesome. Thank you in advance. Petition to give him back his hook for the purpose of climbing? Seconded. What hook? <laughs> Maybe we have grappling hook. hooks Wait, then. Could we, yeah, Jesus. can we give him both grappling hooks? So I'm can just... sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we were making decisions as a team that this wasn't some sort of communist regime where I had to give my hard-earned things to this man. Wait a minute. Making decisions as a team not communist? Look. <laughs> hey, I think this guy might be the previously mentioned son of a bitch. I think that might be what's going on here. You know what they say. You <laughs> melt the son of a bitch, dealt the son of a bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, um, Champ Buddy Sport uh, advances <laughs> towards the rock wall uh, with his hook. Sorry, did you say? So, is he getting the hook back then for sure? Absolutely not. All right. Okay. So, he is stump and rope. So, he advances um, down this uh, stony um, walkway, kind of like a peninsula, towards this sheer column of rock. You see him walk a good 5, 15 minutes towards the base of this. Uh, He turns and kind of glances back, waves his thump at you, and attempts to climb this. Looking at it from here, you don't really see many handholds or footholds. He's only got one hand. He is is attempting to scrabble up this, and it is made very difficult by the fact that he is lacking a hand, but he is very determined. Every time he slides down awkwardly, and you could just imagine the sound of, uh, you know, wet flesh scraping down, he turns and he looks, and then he continues up again, uh, just grabbing furiously. Um, You see this happen, and then um, it looks like he's starting to make it. You see him starting to just go up the side of the cliff. Huh. He's flailing his stump while he's doing this. He's also screaming. Uh-oh. Yeah. He That's seems to good. be entangled in something that looks like a, a web. 
you, it's not his uh, rope, it's a web. And he is being hauled up the side of the cliff. You're not is, sure. the, is the rope now secured by this web? Uh, the rope is going up with the web. I am not going uh, up there, up the rope. So uh... Do you see, <laughs> if I had given my grappling hooks, they would be lost to us now. But he's our little guy. Maybe, maybe you ought not question. Now he's a gummy gummy, you know, for something. <laughs> they're going to gum on our gummy? Yeah, they're going to gum on that's, our gummy. That's a sex <laughs> thing. You, are any of you doing anything? Or are you watching this scene? Oh, watching in horror. Um, yeah. Can we see what is, what is pulling this web up? If you look at the very top of the rock column, those little red things that kind of look like almost like toadstools, they're doing it. Um, and you, as you kind of just look at it, you realize that, no, there's little arms and legs. There's some type of thing wearing big red conical hats and red robes. They're not mushrooms at all. Aww. And you, you're starting to hear even uh, from this distance, this kind of uh, this keening high-pitched gibbering. Uh, as the, they're just pulling up poor Champ Buddy Sport as he's flailing, and he just can't get out of this, whatever this webbing is with his stump. Um, you know what happened? He... Here's what happened. Back in the day, there was a little television program named David the Gnome. Yeah! David got fired, and times got tough. <laughs> David stayed hungry, though. He was... He just couldn't pay for his you know, can of pork and beans anymore. And first he ate that fox he used to ride. And Hold up. I've got was... one for you. His, uh, his bark is worse than his bite. <laughs> Last episode? Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't remember. He turns into a tree. He, yeah, he gets David... too old. And it's like a heart thing. He's like swift the fox. Oh, is my like, God. I'm crying. glad I didn't see that. I would have. Yeah, it's super traumatic. Yeah, it it's very traumatizing. <laughs> Yeah, no, really, it does. They're the kid, the gnomes are like, oh, we're old enough. We're going to go to the old gnomon place and just turn into trees. And like, it's like this ends this happy kid's child story. It absolutely was not an American show. And that it says so not. much that it ended that way. That's wonderful. If it was an American show, <laughs> then this would be yeah. more realistic uh, hyper violence. Because now, as yeah. you've been waiting, you're seeing that poor Champ Buddy Sport <laughs> is at the top of the cliff. And you hear the unmistakable sound of flesh being punctured by hard objects and just screaming and wailing. Um, the worst thing is whatever webbing and stuff they used, they could have gagged and really bound him, but they didn't. They let him like try to crawl, scampering away as they're, they're just playing like him alive. Yeah, yeah. like cats. Let's not go that way. No. <laughs> See, Champ Buddy Sports served as he served his uh his um what's above a lieutenant? I don't know. I'm gonna be Admiral Crunch. He served Admiral <laughs> Crunch loyally one last time. I mean he um, died as he lived, having no idea what the hell is going on. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that I have his hook to remember him by. That's right, the hook lives on. Yeah. You can have it engraved with a nice little portrait of him when we get into back. No, I'm going to sell it. Okay. <laughs> Works too, you know. So, well, just... fuck that place. Um, I'm going to try. <laughs> I have like uh, 150 odd feet of rope. 
Um, I could try to climb the trees, although you said there's no handholds. I could make a go of it, but what else do we have surrounding us? Well, as you are, are looking around and you've seen this grisly thing play out, and none of you have done anything to help. In fact, uh, Greylock, you're almost watching with this entertained glee, and none of you are really giving voice to mirth or laughter, but you're hearing this rolling, uncomfortably warm laughter, very magnanimous, um, and you hear the sound of a blotting coming from a rock just behind you by the tree line. I gotta go check that shit out. I'm I'm just gonna book it at the rock where the applauding is coming from. Yeah, it sounds like a party. Yeah. Also, if they like our work, I mean, I'm happy to meet a fan. <laughs> <laughs> our work of feeding a mind-wiped, one-handed, poor sod, somebody's poor grandfather lost at sea, just feeding him to gnomes. <laughs> Perched on this rock... Is a young boy who is wearing nothing at all except weird, like, wreath of leaves across his body. He is smeared with tree sap. He has some of it streaked across his face, almost in imitation of, like, a, of a war paint or maybe some type of sporting paint. He's got a set of pan pipes by his side, and he is just rolling with laughter and gives you this broad ear-to-ear -ear smile and he goes oh, you like a show isn't it oh i never get tired of it oh it's wonderful uh you're new here ah welcome hi naked kid um, <laughs> what's up um i just come here for the show so yes um welcome to my, my little island here i'm pan and uh, it's wonderful that you're all here. And he just looks at each of you, not breaking his smile, as he looks at all of you. Don't trust him, guys. I don't say that out loud, but I'm, like, vibing it at them as hard as I can. Uh, yeah. Let's see what I've got. I want to make a gift to him. Let me see what I've got that he might like. Uh, I talk to Pan, and I say... Uh, is it Lord Pan, Mr. Pan, um, or, or just Pan? Um, thank you very much for the welcome to this beautiful island with such good fun and games. Um, I would like to give you a present if you, uh, would care for one. Um, I would like to give you this shiny dagger and I give him my dagger. <sighs> At first, he has almost a little bit like a vexing frown when you're trying to figure out his formal title, and he's almost about to say something, but when you mention that you want to give him a gift, uh, his almost the tips of his ears prick up with this smile, uh, and he looks very excited, almost greedily at your gift. And he goes, it's pan, 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 but yes, uh, show me, show me this, show me this dagger. And I, uh, I, I pull it out with a flourish and polish it on my arm and with great flair presented to him oh this is this is a nice this is nice not not as nice as my long knife of course call, not but this is this is nice oh it's so nice to have some new people here that that, that know how to be friends i and he uh, he picks it up 
uh, and he flashes he uh, flashes it in the sun um, in the distance um, there's a little bit of um, like a, a, a warm breeze that's starting to blow through here the more he's smiling he's kind of fascinated with a knife and it whips through the trees you hear things chittering and um, uh, kind of almost like making clacks and hoots somewhere in the far distance uh, as he's flashing his dagger and he goes well this is this is wonderful this is wonderful you have fun here and I'm sure that I will see you again uh, and he looks very fixated <laughs> with this knife he puts it in his teeth and he runs a scamper on hands and knee and like almost looks like a uh, like a four-legged thing runs out into the woods um so like you're starting on, to hear the sound the of reel? like thunk, like he's like you're hearing the sound of like something being thrown into trees in the in the far distance. He's practicing on the rail. Like when you first meet Peter Pan in the actual books in Kensington Garden, he is like quite literally that feral. It's amazing, um, and terrifying. Anyway, that's all. All right, I'm gonna slap my little feet up. <laughs> and suggest that maybe we stop giving weapons to the strange beings we're meeting in the on the island. Uh, here's, it hasn't here, hurt here, us yet. <laughs> here's, here's, here's a real tip for you at home, occult practitioners. Um, fell powers do enjoy gifts and uh, respond well to flattery. Uh, that's tip from your. That's the more you fucking know when we get that graphic going. Uh, <laughs> do we think what? I could charm person pan? Ooh, no. I wouldn't try Ooh. it. I don't, think, I don't think he is a. If that misfires. I think it'd be really what's, bad too. What's the exactly. worst that could happen? I can also <laughs> charm. I can also charm monster at fourth level. I would think you would need like level fifty-five charm monster to out charm, um, a essentially like multifaceted trickster deity. But to, to be fair, Charles, this is you having read this adventure, not. Charles, who was just given what appears to be a feral child a knife. Yeah. Now, hey, without you know, any proof you, of it being supernatural. You, it's neither you nor Salt Lake County's business what I do in public <laughs> parks on the weekend with my big crate of buck knives. Kids <laughs> no, it's everybody gets a trophy. Don't give them knives, you know. Fucking, <laughs> I'm going to write it down as a metagame. <laughs> Well, no. So that's the fun thing. And I was going to mention this earlier. This isn't a set module as it is in the grand tradition of old D&D. It's a sandbox. So mm -hmm. there's no real way that uh, even if you wanted a metagame that uh, Charles here would really know what I had in store. And a lot of it is reactionary based on your comments. So the fact now that you're here, um, you have just lost uh, Champ Buddy Sports in a grisly fashion. You can, it's from here, you can attempt to put your boat back at the sea and get the heck out of here. You can explore these woods and see what's lurking within, maybe try to figure out why you're here. Uh, or you can really kind of take this third path that goes up a bit towards those distant houses. I'm going to let these guys decide, but if we go into the woods, I would advise against it due to the clacking and hooting. And I think you said chittering, which yeah. is like chittering is literally, well, I guess it's a good sound if you own like guinea pigs. But other than that, it's never a good sound. 
I advise going not going into the woods because you gave a naked feral child a knife and he's thrown <laughs> it around in there. So which means um, he's our friend. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to our last friend? I can tell you that <laughs> your life. we could have got up there. Are, man? I can you? tell you that when I give my daughter a weapon, her immediate reaction is to hit me with it. No matter what that weapon might be. Like that's just how kids be. How yeah. many weapons have you given her? That hey, what I do is the Austin <laughs> between Austin <laughs> County and neither Austin County nor the show. I get it. Okay. So I, what you're I'm saying is up. we need to get sponsored by a company that makes like crates of buck knives. We need to get we need to get our uh uh hungry man buck knife uh, crate for, for children sponsorship is all I'm saying. Love it. Love it. Might I just throw out here though? I've given my nieces and nephew a number of Nerf guns over the year. Not that my sisters care or appreciate it because they shoot things and throw them all over the house. But Nerf, <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, I would huh? I would love to be sponsored by Nerf. I used to have uh I forget what those like six shooter Nerf guns are, but I had one of those. It was a lot of fun. We could have prevented someone being flayed alive if only we had a Nerf, you know, copyright. <laughs> Known Blaster 9000. If they, wow, if, this adventure would have been different. I would have sold his hook if it was a Nerf hook. <laughs> uh, Nerfs, like, call us. With a suction cup on the very tip of the hook. I love <laughs> that idea. <laughs> so you're sitting here debating where to go. Um, and you can, you can set some time to, for that. But you know that you're vulnerable out here on the coast uh, in your mud rock, slimy uh, beach that you've made with your boat. What are, your, what are you planning? You're not even sure how long day is here, and you sure wouldn't want to be caught out unprotected at night. Bridget, how are your little fish feet doing? I mean, my fish feet hate the land clearly i'd be better off like <laughs> slithering around in the water right now but um you know I, I just i'm hesitant about the houses because we've seen what everything else is doing on this island do we really think the people who have chosen to live here are going to be any more hospitable so we should go in the water then i mean that would be my preference slap 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 i can uh <laughs> i can cast water water breathing at third level uh i'm Holy down shit that's awesome. I wish I could do that. I don't even have a snorkel. Um, <laughs> well, you two could break off and go on a little adventure of your own, and me and John could, I don't know, wrestle. I will or, rob you blind well, the second we're alone. If, <laughs> if, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the heads up. I just, I just want hey, to make John, it clear. John, no metagaming. <laughs> <laughs> now, you could... Uh, so Thalos, out of curiosity, it sounds like you were very literal about having flippers for feet. I do have flippers. Can you walk? Yeah, I can walk. It's just, okay. it's noisy. No, don't forget that, surely, you, you cured that man's wound across his head. Uh, surely Poseidon hasn't abandoned you here. No. If you find yourself in a, in a bad situation, I mean, you could always pray for intercession. You could pray... For guidance from Poseidon. Oh, that's a good idea. Pray for Poseidon to take the island. Just take it completely. Just no. <laughs> and we all die. <laughs> we all die. Oh, except for you, yeah. And yeah, Mr. Could... But he can only water breathe for a while. 
Uh, Can he cast on anyone else? He could take a friend with him, you know. Ian, can I cast it on everyone else? What? Uh, the water breathing? Yeah. Well, let's see how many times you can cast that. Well, I'm looking. I just don't see it immediately. Give me just a second here. You, you have, uh, at your current level, you have uh, what, two iterations of that. Some of you actually might be having scrolls of that or potions of water breathing as an FYI if you look closely at what has been provided. Oh, shit. So do I. Yeah. Just in case you want to reserve your spells. I have, uh, yeah, I have two instances of water breathing as well. But at your current level, you can cast two third-level spells. And so what we have kind of prepared for, at least whoever you were before this memory wipe happened, you prepared fireball and water breathing, so you get used each of those once. Okay. All right, so you've been sitting I, out I here for some time the, without any type it. of... I hesitate to use the water breathing here because it doesn't seem like there's anything especially cool right right around here. But if we hop back in the boat and try for one of the other islands, maybe the one with the lush beach, we'll find some place that's nicer to go for a swim. I don't know. So one of you roll me a D12. A D12? Yeah. Do it. Just feeling lucky. That's a 12. 12. The both 12. of you roll a 12? Interesting. So, I love random tables because it makes things so interesting. So, as mm -hmm. you are very much bickering among yourselves, trying to figure out what to do here and not making any decision, Thalos is sitting there with... Uh, Thalos, sorry, what are your pronouns? Uh, I... I, I think Thalos is a he-him. Okay. Uh, so he has his flippers in the water, just kind of feeling miserable and just down in the dumps of everything, wishing that you could just swim in the water. You notice that as the waves from your tail go out, they're starting to crash against other waves that are coming towards you. You can see something underneath the water um, moving towards you almost playfully, um, almost curious to see your mermaid flippers. Hmm. But on the rock and dressed in your odd outfit, um, roll me 1d6, will you, Thalos? Mm-hmm. It's a five. It's a five. Okay, so there are five mermaids that are just a little bit out of reach. You can see them not breaching the water because they're kind of making furtive glances at your land-based companions, but they're only looking at you. And you can see one of them is like beckoning in the water for you to come in with them. Ooh, but I can't breathe underwater. I'm more of an otter type, you know. I have to still need my air, so. You tell your compatriots about these mermaids? Yeah, yeah. Hey, bros, there's some mermaids in here. Uh, looks like one, two, three, four, five of them. That's still one hand. We can all count that high. When you yeah. say that, four of them dart down, and the one that was beckoning at you just kind of gives you a cross look, and then also oh. dips down. <laughs> Shit. 
Their flippers kick up that mud that you made, and it's made the water murky. Wow, that was certainly sassy. Uh, I guess they're just not into me. I guess not. Yeah, I'm going to slap back a little bit because, uh, you know, murky water. No bueno. <laughs> Are you anything else that you're doing? Um, well, I, the mermaids are gone, so I can't really speak to them. Um, you know, I just, yeah, no, that's all I'm doing. I've got nothing right now. As you turn, I'm not paying much attention to the scene again. One of them pops back up at the surface and you see that it has this almost like cherubic like face. But as it opens its mouth, it opens almost like an anglerfish, and it lets out this absolutely shrill screech that just cuts the air like a knife. At first, it is painful, and uh, it just cracks the air, um, but then it seems to almost condense into like a, a single honeyed note that just starts to fill you absolutely, Thalos, like the call of the sea. Uh, make me a uh, save versus spells check. All right. It's a nine. For you, oh, well, for you, I think that is sufficient. Uh, so that is, oh, nope, no. So, Thalos, you feel this intense longing. You feel like you've been in the wrong body, that you should have been a mer person, and here your people are calling you. And as you look at this thing, it is the most beautiful creature you have ever seen in your life. It is beckoning you, and it has this this beautiful skin and everything, and you're filled with just longing. Um, and you are compelled to swim after it, in the murky water. All right. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. Can I... Can I... Well, I I'm going to fling myself in after, homeboy, after casting my um, water breathing on myself. Um, I think that's a scroll, isn't it? No. Yes. yes the water breathing control. is a scroll. Yeah, so I'm going to use one of those right now and just try and help out my companion there. All right. Um, so you enchant the words and you feel your lungs double and you get this weird sensation here, like a popping sound as gills sprout behind your ears. Um, and it's almost right. disorienting yeah. to breathe normal air. Um, so Can Kevin Costner. <laughs> what? Can scrolls be forcefully ended? Uh, if you have a an ability that negates it, um, so there are some spells like to spell magic or other things. But scrolls are temporary, right? Correct. Just like other spells, they last for so long. The uh, the mud that the uh, mermaids are kind of sliding onto. How long is that staying mud? That mm -hmm. is a good question. Let me look up the duration of. Your transmutation spell there. Please Stand do. Apart. I would like to trap uh, some mermaids. If oh, that's a good idea. That is a very interesting use here, and I like it. Do it like uh, at the end of Lord of Illusions. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
So. Meanwhile, I'm digging through my spell scrolls. Like, who packed these? <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, my large sack was just terribly packed. Um, um, I'm I'm Josh and yet Ian. Thing. Uh, this is all uh, Wayne himself, out of his infinite generosity, made your your pre -check. Oh well, in that case, I I double withdraw my comment. My <laughs> large, my large sack about. was perfect and supple. I um, have some complaints. Allow me to just start off. <laughs> I'm just being pulled towards the mermaid pulling out creating water. Yeah. Oh, less above you. Um, so uh, you guys have been have been quibbling for a while, so you feel like the spell itself could be ending pretty soon. Uh, you guys see Draven kind of uh, get off the mud and get into the, the boat. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't really say anything, but you see him. You see him uh, pull the big hook that he took from our friend uh, out of his uh, his coat and start tying a rope to it. He uh, he appears to be singing a song about going rock fishing. <laughs> so we're gonna basically, for, for sake of tracking actions, we're gonna kind of do this and uh, complete the rest of you giving it actions. This is kind of starting to almost borderline into initiative for combat uh so uh you have cast um uh water breathing you're getting ready for your spell from transmute rock to mud uh, to end um right now unfortunately thallus you're enthralled uh with charm person so you are just you're embracing your people you're moving to embrace this mermaid uh it's going to be the best moment of your life nothing bad is going to come from this uh Greylock, Greylock, did you cast water breathing, or was that you, um, Caligula? That, that was me. Caligula. That's and what I thought. Cool. All right, so Greylock, what are you doing? Greylock, uh, he's just kind of like, he's in the boat. Thought about getting in the water, but, you know, it's... The mermaids didn't seem into me, and, well, you know, I, I don't really know much else about my life anymore, so if they're not into me. I mean, I'm just going to move on to see what's going on with this fish. Or is it a regular fish? Is it a lobster? Is it a rock lobster? <laughs> I, All right. So we're going to resolve this um, round robin. So we're going to have mermaids, and then I'm going to go in uh, order of the... Oh, I could actually do an order of the screen since we've changed order now. So uh, top the initiative. You are Thalos being embraced by this mermaid it is singing these honeyed words you you feel like you've known these words all along as if it's singing your soul song and um it uh it pulls you in and you see that it sinks its teeth into you for a bite um it um it sees it looks like it's got an an anglerfish bite um and it, uh, it takes a big chunk out of your shoulder. You see that it, uh, it nips you. Absolutely. Um, as it's, it's getting a mouthful of flesh, you see that it's almost withering and pulling um, some energy from the, your bite. Like your skin's beginning to wither just a bit. Um, the other mermaids um, pop up out of uh, the water, and you see that they are turning into these um, very gnarly creatures with uh, long talons and teeth. Um, 
Thalos, as you have been bitten by this thing, uh, it breaks your uh, your spell-like compulsion, and you realize that you're kind of now um, wading out into this water and surrounded by murderous mermaids. Am I above water? Am I below water? Um, you are um, uh, about chest high. Okay. Um, okay, so my, th- my thrall is broken now. Um, can I, can I quickly, um, you know, I don't have much, I'm going to, I'm going to drink a potion of giant strength just to get a, to, to get this, uh, roll in here. So, all right. Um, as you are, um, seeing these mermaids close in, um, and you know that, um, Draven, your spell is going to be ending. Uh, you're starting to see more things moving in the water coming your way. Coming um, in the distance, um, you're starting to hear something like racing through the woods. All the mermaids at the same time just extend their jaws and make this terrible song. And you hear and you've you've heard of stories about siren songs, like luring people to their deaths in horrible ways. And all of you are beginning to feel that um, you are uh, being just washed with this terrible sound that just grips all of you. And then running through the woods, um, you see uh, the flashing of some like a bit of metal and Pan comes running out um, as these mermaids are getting ready to rip you limb from limb and shouts, Oi! He's with them! And points at you, um, Caligula, and he goes, Leave leave my friends alone. Yeah, I told you guys, giving children knives is cool. (laughs) (laughs) The mermaids kiss and retract themselves back in the water. And Pans says, Get idiots, you're not fish. Come in the woods. Get off the beach. Okay. First of all, I applaud wildly. Like, I applaud, like, I've just seen, like, I don't know who's who's a badass act. Like, I've just watched um, Charlton Heston, like, throw a man through a brick wall. Like, that's how, how hard I'm applauding. Um for this feral child. Um, so the scene begins to um, resolve itself where Pan ushers you into the woods away from these murderous mermaids and you're able to remove yourself from the situation before the coast goes from mud back to solid rock, trapping you in a pretty nasty predicament. Uh, you're pretty sure that you hear the sound of at least one mermaid getting snared somewhere and the sounds of furious struggle. Um, but Pan pulls you into the woods and says, I've got things to show you in here. Do you, do you want to come see my island? Absolutely, is what I say. Yeah, now I'm all in. Let's go. Like, whatever this guy wants. Let's, yeah. I jump out of the boat. <laughs> all right. I'm going to start calling you Two Beards, uh, Gray Fringe or whatever, because Two Beards, I think, is great. They call me Gray Fringe Two Beards, and I count on my two beards. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. 
So he pulls you into the woods, um, and as soon as you get in underneath the canopy, it's almost as if you're in another place. The air is thick and heavy and has the scent of ancient woods, odd, almost exotic spices, and you can see that even though you just stepped into the tree line, it's almost that you've been, almost get a feeling of being instantly lost in the woods. There are weird sounds, and you can see a lines of trees going deeper into the woods that just have like knife marks in it from where uh, he's just taken gouges out. And he goes, "Well, there. See, um, this is a uh, um, this is my woods, and there are um, interesting things here for you to see. And um, I want you to bring me something." that you've never found before. I want you to uh, find me. And he starts to think like he's, and you can see like he's getting this weird smile and he goes, bring me the best fruit you can find. And he giggles and he runs off. Hmm. Well, I'm personally very fond of passion fruit, but I don't know if that grows here. I had a strawberry and mango margarita with chamoy last night, and it was delightful. What's chamoy? It is a, like, sweet Mexican syrup. Hmm. And uh, I would like to find out if those grow on trees. <laughs> fully blended like, like the margarita itself like yes I, I don't think it would grow on a tree i think you'd have to tap the tree mm-hmm. and it would sense. come out like sir yeah okay no, that makes but sense just to be clear we're giving the feral child with the knife and margarita now the naked feral child okay but the knife not, I'm not sure if you've caught this bridget my, my character in this game is not much on giving okay okay all right <laughs> um yeah like okay so Looking around, do any of these spooky ass trees look remotely fruit bearing? Uh, none of them do. In hmm. fact, when you look at them, there's a, mostly a lot of these are um, conifers and things that almost look like ash trees or 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 beech trees. Like they're all none of these are fruiting trees, um, and they're all kind of like sick. Some of them are, are sickly and um, give this kind of um, just you get this odd feeling about the place and whenever you turn and try to look for something different it almost seems like things are changing uh around you yeah we've all been there didn't one of you say that you had a um something that could allow you to locate things yep i do i have a locate object spell i bet that's pretty handy right now sure so do we want to decide on a fruit we're looking for are we looking for our margarita why not just locate the best fruit all right, so I will cast my uh, locate object spell to find the in quotation marks best fruit. All right, it's going to point towards me. I am the best fruit. <laughs> uh, That's why oh. I was raising my hand earlier. By the way, is, oh, is, 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 I a was good curious. Fruit. I was going to. Oh, I did. Do exactly. you have a question? Yeah. <laughs> nope, I'm a fruit. <laughs> it's so, a it's a twenty. There is, you get this very odd feeling. Normally, when you cast this spell, you kind of get a very strong sense of the exact area you want to go. But it feels like 
you get this suggestion that you need to head in this, and you're not even sure where north is, but you think relative, maybe this is northeast, but you feel like it's ever so slightly moving. Hmm. But you feel like there's something that fits that description, but it's it's moving and it's far in the distance. Well, do we want to, oh, I'm going to assume that you share that with us. Yeah, I'm pointing and uh, you can see my finger is moving as I point. I'm like, there it is. It's on the All right. Let's follow the pointing finger as quickly as we can. All right. Through the northeast, through the woods. As you start to go through the woods, um, you are struggling with this sense of perpetual disorientation. Um, and you are getting this odd sense of like vertigo as well. But when you focus on the nox marks that are in the trees you start to notice that there is a path that is below your feet um like it's almost looked like it's a well-trampled path but it almost seems to move and snake between the trees as if it's alive hmm. well, let's continue to try and follow it um yeah as best we can i suppose if that's so I'm assuming what? that path is kind of matching up with the direction I am. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. It is. Um, when you start looking down at the path, um, it almost seems to notice that you're noticing it. And it almost seems to uh, almost coil like it's like a shy snake. It almost, almost seems a nerve that you're paying too much attention to it. And it's starting to veer away from where your, your locate right, spell I'm is going. Let's all avert our eyes. Yeah, yeah. No need to look at the shy path. <laughs> not pursuing a fruit. <laughs> we are not perceiving it. As, as you act overtly nonchalant, the path begins to meander back in the correct direction, and you feel this odd, like, sigh of relief from the path. Um, and... The, as long as you're not paying attention to it, it seems to be helping uh, guide you along. As you continue on this path um, for maybe a half an hour, an hour, you're not exactly sure because time feels weird in here. You start to hear the sound of rushing water. But before you do, by the way, guys, every so often in these quiet woods, you just hear like a little... And that's my gills just like <laughs> flapping away uselessly on the side of my neck. See, that's what you could use your create water spell. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. Um, you so were hearing water. You hear water. Um, and you think that you hear something in the, in the distance, almost like whistling. Um, one of you was whistling, but then you hear something almost like a, a jaunty whistle um, as it's almost in the direction of where the locate object is. As you continue along, you see that the, um, that the force begins to um, get more vibrant and bright. It starts to lose that feeling of 
uh, ancient, decrepit forest that it starts to get almost into this vivacious, young, very active forest. And you see that there is a large, broad river that is opening up. It's almost thunderously um, roaring and babbling as if it is almost laughing as well. And you can see a raft going down this river. Mm. Is there anyone on the raft? It's kind of like one of those, um, was a skiff or almost like, um, it's got the small hut that's on it. Oh, like a pole barge, yeah. Yeah, thank you. So um, it is going along. It is just kind of idly bobbing along with the pole of the river. Uh, this river is so wide that like three or four of these barges could be side by side at points, and you can see kind of meanders along. Does the um, raft match up with the traveling fruit king? It does. All right, I'm into the water, and my gills aren't so useless now. Ha ha ha! And I'm uh, I'm gonna sneak up on the the raft uh, under the water. All right. Uh, so you sneak under. What else are, are anything else you're wanting to do as far as interacting with the river, using this to your advantage? Um. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Uh. No. Although I will say that uh, before I slip into the river, I'm gonna drain my uh, potion of giant strength. And um, let's say that once I'm underneath that barge, I am just going to straight up, like, lift that bad boy up and toss it ashore towards my compatriots, but not atop them. Getting a lot of good Baron Munchausen imagery today. Like that. Yeah. Like yeah. All right. Um, with uh, that amount of strength you could certainly do that you could hurl giant boulders with that throwing a barge would fit that so you lift this barge up and you hear a surprise scream from within the barge as you (laughs) pick it up and throw it um and it crashes with a violent thunder um, when you do that, you hear uh, the sounds of snapping and screaming coming from within the boat. Oh, um, no. You hear something about like, oh, God, my legs. And, um, <laughs> and, and there's just this whimpering <laughs> mule that is coming from in that. Oh, no. Um, I got just the thing for this, though. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I'm going to. OK, so do you guys want to approach the hut while I'm like strutting out of the river like a like a badass? Yeah, I'm going to rush over there and see if I can help. It is hard to look like a badass when you're covered in leeches. Um, you from your waist down, and there's probably one wriggling in a place that you don't want. Um, but from the top up, you look like a badass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I think that leech skin pants are going to be in next season. So I think I'm just ahead of the curve, frankly. So inside, uh, so. Uh, this barge just got thrown. There's someone screaming in the pile of, of broken up lumber. Uh, you've wrecked some poor person's house and they're screaming. <laughs> what are the rest of you doing? I'm rushing in to try to help because I still have secondary trauma from the loss of champ. So, Absolutely. Uh, so when you start to try to pull these uh, uh, bits of, of wood and 
lumber apart, you see that there is a uh, what looks to be like a like a young child, not the pan figure, but a different boy uh, who looks like his neck is snapped. Uh, <laughs> next to him, there is a uh, what almost looks to be like a lion wearing a like a pirate suit um is screaming and he's got a compound fracture in his leg uh and he is just roaring in pain and he's scrabbling furiously to at this child who's just got just this crushed under lumber should we uh, give the is, child's corpse a knife is the child, <laughs> uh, is the child all the way dead or just broken necked um so when you are looking at it it looks like it's it's just it's broken like the child's not breathing um and the the line isn't just in, in terrible shape um he uh roars in anger at you uh and uh is reaching for some type of scroll tube at his side i swing the hook on a rope at his head all right so we can <laughs> this sounds odd to say we could roll for initiative here because it's a person that's helpless versus all of you that's not going to go very well in his favor. Um, well, but I can raise dead. We can just bring that kid back with a snap. <laughs> yeah, and then the kid's going to be traumatized. Think about what you're doing. Let the right. kid die. Think about everything we've done so far. <laughs> I've been letting I, I, nature I take a, its course. Yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion about what the sweetest fruit of all might be. And I Is think it, it might be. No, I think it might be that child's heart. So I think we had to actually probably murder it anyway. Um, but that's just a theory. I'm only, I am only trying to kill the lion man with a, a rusty hook tied to a rope because he was reaching for a weapon or a book. He's trying to educate us quick. Yeah. First of all, I heard I lion dresses I only heard Smart. lion dressed as a pirate. I didn't hear lion man. In my mind, it's a four-legged <laughs> lion wearing human clothes, trying to paw at what we assume is a scroll. Uh, it, so, so it's like when I was playing an alligator wearing sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> Still one of the best games we've ever played. Yeah. All right. Um, so we will handle this in round robin initiative to see the order of operations of how this is going to happen and knowing you murder hobos how this is going to play out um, well those guys are on their own because i'm like plucking le i'm leech plucking for the for the moment for the night right. and of course the lion rolls the lowest that he could possibly for his initiative so <laughs> all right um so from taking this in my traditional round robin uh that would put you up first draven um so you're pulling out your hook um and intimidating him or use oh no i'm he reached for a weapon i'm i'm doing the thing i mean he's trying to intimidate him to death okay um so go ahead and make your attack roll um and Let's see here um so is and that... it's going to be at advantage because he is very mortally wounded under some lumber oh, with a compound yeah, fracture. We love a fair fight here on Wonder. <laughs> so am I am I rolling this against my decks? 
No, so you're going to be doing this. Uh, so we're we're not using Thaco. We're going to be using attack rolls. So you're going to roll your d20, and you're going right, to be. I adding... don't have I don't have an attack for this weapon. I see what you're saying. Isn't him? You're still going to use your base attack, uh, which is a plus two. So go ahead and just make me a. Okay. Um, so fifteen then. Uh, fifteen. Oh, I'm seeing. I was looking at the wrong character sheet. Um. Yes. So you throw your hook and it connects with the lion um he looks at you with these absolutely rage-filled eyes and he roars um spittling blood and uh so i did hook across him? You. oh you did okay uh, good. roll me damage well i mean if you're gonna hook someone they're gonna scream in pain that's true <laughs> where did i hook him and what damage do i roll uh, so for the hook, I'm just going to just treat that as a D4 for sake of convenience. Um, and you have hooked him. Okay. You've hooked him in the arm. Okay. Uh, what, what did you say for damage? Uh, uh, I was busy laughing at Bridget's killer joke in the uh, <laughs> chat. Uh, what was that's it? That's a three. So, uh, uh, Wayne was like, who are the real monsters in this place? Which I responded with, well, the light monster, obviously. But then Bridget came in with, well, capitalism. Obviously. Yeah, every time. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, I did three damage. All right. Three damage. But I put him at even more of a disadvantage. Because now he's hooked. On heroin. <laughs> And on the end of a big ass. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also on the hook, yes. So that, that would um, actually be a pretty good slogan. Don't get hooked on the, heroin or on the end of a big ass rusty chain. I know what kids like. Cold it's nice. gonna, yeah. If are you still leech picking or are you going <laughs> to be involved in this mess that you have made? Uh no, I wash my hands of this butchery. <laughs> I'm quite serious about that. I, 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 I shouldn't be surprised. I just didn't expect someone to throw someone's house and be like, that's not my problem. <laughs> I was going to say, unfortunately, Charles, I don't know if you can wash your hands of this one. <laughs> but he's in a river, so he, he could. Um, all right. So you are in, going to be spending your term, or your, your, uh, your turn making sure no, that leech doesn't no. go upstream. I should help my friends. Hang on a second. What am I going to do to this poor, poor lion? Uh, I wasn't going to do shit to him, and then he attacked us. Possibly. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, the hook is still stuck in him, isn't it? Yeah, I am. We, I went lion fishing. Because we could <laughs> still fix this. Uh, <laughs> I have a could heal, fix this. Yeah, I have a heal serious wounds, and and um, our half mer person has a um raise the dead. Yeah, you, you guys want to just fix this? I guess yeah. monster. Yeah, so, I. I mean, is a lion a monster? Is it a man? Is it a lion? It's a monster. So yeah, let's yeah. do this. Um, all right, I'm gonna huddle up with my buddies. Here's the plan. First, Pashki charms monster to get it to calm the F down so we can get the hook out of its arm and apologize. Then I heal the lion while the half merman raises the child from the dead. How does that sound to everyone? 
I like John... the fact that like this is like a combat encounter, and you're like, wait. <laughs> but wait. Well, I disarmed him. No, I know. I know. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. Almost we won. Just to and, be clear. And, and John, what you can do to help out is not steal anything or kill anyone while we're doing this. Don't metagame. I'm stealing everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's how we want to proceed. Uh, Ian, I, I'm sending you a, I'm sending you a mess, a secret message, Ian. Oh no! Hey, while they're oh, busy, no. I'm stealing everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was don't, actually, don't, like, tell, don't tell like... the don't tell the others. I don't want them to know what's up. All right. So I I guess I charm the the monster slash lion, and I don't go with my alternate plan. Well. Okay, so if that's what you're doing, I need to make his saving throw if that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, hey, everything's chaotic and I'm just double checking here. To go up to the line. Hey, buddy. Hey, scooter. <laughs> hey, beans. What's up? Beans. All right. Uh, you okay? I see you got a thing there. How, how you doing? <laughs> All right. So. With your charm person, you could use this to, uh, for friendship, give them a command. Um, what are, how are you using this in this case? Hey. Uh, he has failed the saving throw. Hey, pal. Um, look, we got off on the wrong, wrong paw here. You know, I'd I charm probably is how that works. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna make this good. Okay, was that your little ward? Is that your, your buddy? Did you, did you, is that your lunch? I'm pointing at the dead child. Um, he just starts sobbing and he goes, that was one of the lost boys. Okay. We found so him. I'm even more lost now. I'm going to heal the lion. And, um, at the same time, how about the, what's your character's name, Bridget? Thalos. Thalos, um, H Christ is going to raise the dead. Yes. I'm going to raise this dead. All right, great. So you uh, speak those words of life that, you know, Poseidon had breathed into the ocean and Pop made it, you know, team with fish. And you breathe life at him, but nothing happens. The spell falls like ash on your tongue as if you were disconnected from the plane of life. This spell has no effect here. And you have this terrible feeling of absolute anguish and existential dread as you realize this spell doesn't work here. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. I gotta so, explain that to Beans. Yeah. Why? Tillman's working, but he has to sleep off the injury. Beans, if you, you the spell will work, but if you have to believe, so I need you to clap your paws, okay? Beans, <laughs> come Question, on, beans. Have you taken the hook out of his army yet? Um, so I would, uh, uh, yeah, the, I would think that's part of heel series. The, the lion is is watching all this play out, um, with that confused feeling of being compelled to be friends with you even though that underneath everything there is this this some like loathing at his core and he goes just just leave the child he won't let things be dead for long here it's just ah. the suffering can never be avoided so who 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 beans who are you talking about 
Beans, even though like his leg is is like, badly damaged, he turns to try him. to look around. Oh, well, it's still sore. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, even though his leg is slightly sore, as though Slight- he did a little bit of a workout yesterday, it stings sore. a bit too. <laughs> he looks as if he is looking around to make sure he's not being heard. He just says him. Ooh. <laughs> Are you talking about the boy, Pan? He winces a bit and he goes, and like he's thinking about his words, and then he chooses and chews on him for a little bit and he goes, it's the king in yellow. Cool. I'm just uh, going to smile. I'm going to grin at that for a minute because uh, that, that's awesome. Um, let's see. Well, since we're not metagaming, I can't really like show him the yellow sign or anything. So, um, so why have you destroyed my home? We heard that there was, we, we, we heard that there was a delicious fruit aboard. It was the lion. He, (laughs) the lion's a bear. He points to a bucket that looks dented and smashed that smells vaguely sweet. Oh, God. Did we kill the fruit, too? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I had let's... some apples that I brought from the village. Apples village. My friend okay. and I were just going on a friendly leisure ride, and we were going <laughs> to go all the way down and make our way all the way down to Pirate us. Cove. And... <laughs> Now everything is a mess. Well, shame. it is. It's a real shame that I had to do that to He moves towards his life. friend and he goes, don't worry, I'm, I'll find you. I'll find you. And he pats his head and like closes his eyes with like his big lion paw. Creepy and sad. Um, yeah. Like, okay. Because I am a horror author... I do not have an excessive amount of empathy for fictional characters, regrettably, since I chop them up all day for a living. Um, But I do slightly regret throwing their boat now. Uh, Yeah, I guess I learned something today, a moral lesson. I've got something that I think might help. So the raft is is smashed, right? Yeah. Would you say it's smashed into sticks? Oh my god, no. Yes, yes. I I take out my scroll and I hiss a few words and the sticks turn into snakes and slither off into the woods. Yes. And I clap the lion on the shoulder and I'm like, there you go. (laughs) All better. Bridget, so roll me 2d6 because it's 2d6 worth of sticks get turned into snakes. Sure, your house might be broken, but hey, you're no floor. I, would, I hope you know that you're making Wayne cry. Somewhere <laughs> off to the side. Dear sweet gentle Wayne. Tears of laughter. Look, I have this snake scroll. I want to use it. Yeah. <laughs> I fully it makes sense. This. To, yeah, I say agreeing as my little fit, like, you know, gills go. <laughs> oh, so I'm so sorry about your house. <laughs> Now it's snakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many snakes did you say? Two and oh. four. My God. It's like Futurama. 
to snakes, you say? <laughs> I hate all of you. All right. Um, <laughs> Maven Regman rolled it out snakes. <laughs> so, the lion under compulsion sees this happen, and all he can say with a real, smat, <laughs> like a real sad smile is, Thank you. Thanks. This has been a day. Um, and he, he, you can hear him mutter on his voice, and he's like, "This is another one of his terrible pranks. <laughs> this is a hell that never ends." And, oh. um, so uh, Thank he you looks so defeated, much. and he goes, "So what do you? So what do you want? Um, you're here. You've wrecked my home. You've turned my home to snakes. That doesn't sound very grateful. Got anything to eat?" So you he hands you the smashed bucket so you have applesauce in a tin can. Let's just give that to Pan, see if he digs it. Um so um shit, how do we find him again? (laughs) That is a good question. Usually Pan finds you. Yes, uh, uh, that is true. So, um, you have this bucket of fruit, um, and you um, have, I guess you're calling um, him Beans. He introduces himself as, as Ralph. <laughs> um, beans. <laughs> <laughs> so we've taken from him, in, in order, his domicile, his ward... His, his good leg, and now his name. Oh, and his fruit, too. His fruit. Yeah. What do you tell We gave him a better name. He no longer has to take care of that bratty kid. That's and, you about know, yeah, we remodeled too, yeah. his house for him. Positive <laughs> spit here. Remodeled. <laughs> um, all right, so. Hello, other you, beans. You apologize to beans for what you did right now. <laughs> As you are Uh, on the river, um, and you've got you've got your tin of smashed fruit, uh, all of you start to hear something at the very edge of your hearing. Um, It's faint, almost like an impression, almost as if it's like a slight tapping of air, and you start to feel it the more you start concentrating on it. There's a deep ponderous ticking sound coming from deeper down the river. I would advise that we move in a different vicinity. Yeah, I like I may have lost my memories, but I remember like the the crocodile nightmare with the ticking. I don't yeah, I don't like that one. I think we recovered that scrap all of us on when our minds kind of settled down was yellow tatters and giant crocodile that was like absurdly big like miles long which awesome uh yeah uh but i don't want to get eaten um i've i've enjoyed dishing out pain today i'm not particularly in the mood to take it but you did miss an opportunity to say miles of crocodile (laughs) all right so from here you could um go in different directions kind of treating us like a traditional hex crawl 
uh, if you are not wanting to go in a certain direction. From here, you can see that across the river, there are uh, is a, a more beautiful forest that seems much more vibrant. Um, is if the light going through the trees, this seems to give a little bit of a more magical sparkle to it. You feel like there's some almost kind of strong, some type of imperceptible energy that's kind of thrumming from the forest on the other side of the river. Um, you can see at the beyond the forests, you see the beginnings of, of peaks of, of tall hills and small mountains. Um, from the landmass beyond the river. You could follow this river, how it meanders down towards that ominous ticking sound, or go in the direction of where the snakes fled, um, upriver, uh, towards to where those homes that you first saw when you landed. Oh, I just or you the snakes can get yourself the lost back in the woods. I think following the snakes is always a good idea. Snakes know where the party's at. Snakes find a way. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... If we know one thing, we know that. Um, so, you are following snakes upriver, it sounds like. <laughs> Alright. We are. Do you? So what do you do with your friend Beans? You have him follow along? Are you gathering information from him? Or are you just letting him sit in what tattered, snakeless remains of his house are, is splintered across the shore? Oh, yeah. I'm having Beans give us the full tour. Like, uh, tell me about that tree. What, what's what's going on with that, that rock over there? How long has this river been running? Where does the water source come from? Uh, <laughs> hey, Beans, you're a tiger. Are tiger or you're, you're a lion. You're a lion. Are lions indigenous to this island? Are we in Europe? Or Africa. Uh, <laughs> and you can start to hear him mutter under his breath, and he's like, death is no escape from this place. <laughs> leaving here. Um, and he says that uh, in between all of his honest attempts to answer every single one of those questions. When you ask him about something known as Europe, he looks very confused. Uh, and he still mutters about death as you go upstream. You can see, um, even though he's following all your commands faithfully, you see him looking in the woods very eagerly, like he's trying to uh, look for something. Uh, and he says, so um, after a while, he, after you give him a pause, that like he can actually talk. He says, so we're going upstream. And he goes, um, are, are we, where are exactly are, are we heading here? Are we going to be... Um, I, I, you're wanting to see things? I can show you my uh, village. Yeah, sure. We were following your boat. <laughs> yeah, um, your village would be great. So, and he explains, so this place is strange, and the area that I'm from is the, the Wilder Beast Woods. We are uh, gentle folk, us, and he... Um, shows off his you know this beautiful mane and he goes we are all uh animals and we run a perfect society yes it is uh, a utopia if you will for all of our kind and we are egalitarian um you know even the ones that are more equal than others um we all are very fair you know very fair and share everything um in our capitalistic system 
Um, <laughs> sometimes it feels a little futile, but um, I'll show you. I'll show you around. Um, hey, so, can I have that scroll you have? Fuck off. <laughs> right. hey, beans. I've already taken it. Can I? Oh, uh, man, I was going to ask for the for scroll. Best. We need a category for best NPC in this year's awards show. Um, <laughs> Boys, I already got the scroll. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he wouldn't give you the scroll if, if he had, oh. a, if he had oh. a choice. So you advance upriver um, and you see that he knows exactly how to navigate the strange meandering forest. Uh, by clinging to the very side of the river here and walking upstream, um, you're able to really um, track your, your position, and you're just on the very edge of that disorienting magic. Uh, at one point, he even has you crouch and hide behind a rock as you see these weird blue wolves in the distance skulk out of view, and he warns you about the unenlightened beasts that don't share the values of their community. Um, and you see, he kind of just uh, his teeth, uh, his fang is bared just a little bit when he mentions that. Uh, after uh, a while, you come to the very edges of where this forest transitions, and you start to get into hills that very quickly go into mountains, like little like little peaks. And you can see nestled in between these peaks um, are various homes like as if they're built out of different material almost at different times or different architecture uh as a mishmash of various things and he says that these are the will of the beast woods we are ruled over by the great lion uh moro uh my brother uh king of all the beasts and animals in this land uh we fucked up mm-hmm and um <laughs> We keep to ourselves because our, our neighbors, whom um, surely we've come from the Northwest, you've run into them, uh, our red-cloaked little companions, uh, they like to keep to themselves. So we have our own company here uh, where we try to live out our lives as uh, normally and perfectly as possible. Uh, in the distance, you can see um, uh, pushing a wheelbarrow is a rabbit in a top hat um, who is busily collecting uh, rocks off of the road. Hmm. A capitalist utopia, you say? Hmm. Or rabbit in a top hat. <laughs> you say. Um, <laughs> are you challenging him in this on this contradiction of the systems, or are you no, saying that I'm as a respectful... Using... I'm I'm saying it in an amusing tone. Um and then uh I say um so if you guys keep to yourselves uh with your perfect system, how did you get to know uh the lost boy who is so unfortunately if temporarily deceased? He looks very sad for a second. Um and he looks over his shoulder again and he pulls out a pocket watch. Not yet. Yeah. Um, he was a well. You can't not know the Lost Boys. They're they're everywhere. Uh, as long as you don't run into the Long Lost Boys, but that's a different story. You see, they live on the other side of the river, and they. Hmm, 
it's an interesting ballet that they have how they push the boundaries of this place um they're truly almost the spirit of this place um i i would never trust them if i were you and my friend if i i treat him as almost my own son and in fact i almost feel like his father in ways but i he's the only one that i would trust and he tells me all the going ons that's happening there uh, in their their great tree home and the odd things that happen out there in the woods there's something strange about the neverwood or about the uh, um their land it is hmm, it's beautiful but dark i i wouldn't go there without a without a, a guide Neverland Island is the very heart of this place, you see. I'm starting to think that um, murdering a child by throwing a boat was probably not my best move of the evening. I would concur. <laughs> he looks at you sourly. But should, should I introduce you to our, well, my brother and everyone else in this village? I think we're about to get snacked on, guys. Uh, I'm going to go over to the side of the road and use um, Namoa Namok's uh, scroll of speaking to plants. <laughs> All right. Uh, to to say like, hey, uh, random tree. What are the chances these guys are just going to eat us immediately? What do you think? If you were a betting oak. <laughs> betting oak. Uh, so when you um, cast that spell there's this sound of uh, the wood creaking and groaning as it contorts and it makes itself like a, a mouth of semblance mm -hmm. um, and it stops and almost to think itself and it scratches itself with one of its branches and says, well, that's a good question. I tend to ask this. I'd say it's, well, we all have heard what happened in the woods. I felt it in my roots. If maybe you didn't crush that boy, I'd say you'd probably be welcomed here, but you had to go and crush the boy. <laughs> all right. Uh... I, I say thank you, and I look back at my group that has kept walking. It's probably fine. And I'm going to slowly back <laughs> off and disappear into the woods while they follow uh, beans. I'm going to start cracking open my wine skins because I already see where this is going, so I'm just like... Yeah, I'm abandoning party. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> Teamwork at its finest. I have stolen as many scrolls as I can carry from these chumps. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make me move silently check there as you detach yourself, Draven, just to make sure that you don't bumble. You have a 75% chance of making this, but... And I'm trying to roll under my agility? Uh, no, that so you're doing a D percentile. So thief skills are done oh. as percentile dice. So um, you're wanting to get yourself seventy five percent or okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that is a thirty six then. All right, uh, yeah. So you slink into the shadows, um, it, and uh, as I'm sure, um, uh, Valos 
catches me because again they he knows what's up i like finger guns at him as i disappear to the shadows i mean i'm not leaving i'm just drinking so yeah, yeah. all right and not to cut the festivities short before the oh, yes, we are. We are at feast, time here. We're at time, yeah. Thank you for catching that. I was no very problem. much distracted by the trees. So <laughs> um, you have a, a bucket of applesauce and are about to walk into the animal village. And um, you still don't know exactly why you're here. Um, oh. And hopefully if any of you survive, you will keep exploring this strange island and learn it's many secrets and as a fun exercise for our viewers at home i will calculate all the crimes i committed tonight and see what the cumulative jail time mm -hmm. would have been i think yes. we all learned important lessons tonight i think that yeah was, yeah yeah so um so we're gonna uh move into our after show obviously this has been pan his majesty in yellow by wayne um, who also did Dungeon Plumbers, uh, which was a game we played last year. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I know that I backed this, uh, and Charles backed this as well. Uh, I don't and know about the rest of these chunks. We have a code to give out, right? We do. What are, we're going to make the announcements first, and then oh. you stick around, you get the code. <laughs> uh, we do have a giveaway. Uh, just a few housekeeping things on our path there. Um, as you know, we are going to be involved in Zine Quest. Uh, specifically, Mr. Servas and I have various projects uh, popping up. Uh, I am going to be a uh, stretch goal writer on a couple of projects, and I am the lead word designer for a game called Odd Gods, which is or which is pre-launching right now on Kickstarter. Um, I also look, you may, we didn't make a big deal of this cause we weren't here, but, uh, last Saturday was my birthday. And Happy as part of this celebration, birthday. I released a new book, Ibiranu, the flesh crafter, children of the gods that is available on Amazon, on Godless. Uh, if you come to my house with a knife and give me that knife, then I will <laughs> be forced, frankly, to You're hand you the book. forced to give it to a child. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's a uh, so new book. It's it's fantasy, uh, fantasy and body horror, heavily inspired by uh, like Conan the Barbarian style comics. Uh, Ibi Ranu is my like Amon Thule. Uh So it was a lot of fun to write. Uh, we are also going to be following up with some leads for randomly generated encounters. The show where I interview various creators. Uh, no, I did forget about it. We were just busy. So all of that is stuff for you to look forward to. Uh, Bridget has a release this month, uh, next week. So we'll tell you again, but it's Wednesday next week. So next time you look at her face, you could also have her book. It's called, ah, that's what I call horror. And it's an I anthology. It. She's in there. Ian ordered it. So if you didn't order it, you're mean. Yeah, um, and you should you should buy it. Um, I'll throw a boat at you if you don't. It's true. Bridget also has a reading this Saturday. Uh, you can go to her website, bdbrave.com, for more info. Uh, I'm going to strive to get her bio and her links up on our website, wanmoncast.com. 
this week, so you can find it there. Uh, OneModcast.com has this show. It has reviews, um, PDF reviews from Charles and physical uh, reviews from me. It also has our calendar. Uh, it has links to all of our stuff so you can find the latest and greatest bullshit you want to find. I want to give a big shout out to Bog Wizard. Our intro and outro music is Barbaria from Miasmic Purple Smoke. I just got that album on vinyl delivered to Me my too. house. It's incredible. Uh, support Bog Wizard because they do cool shit uh, and they are awesome. So with all that said, uh, I, I'm going to hit this button. It's going to roll. Uh, and if your name comes up, I just need to see you say here in the chat. And we will get you a wonderful code for the uh, Pan His Majesty in Yellow PDF. Here we go. Oh, Judas Lynch. Woo! I thought it was going to announce it in chat. Judas. <clears throat> Judah, 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 Judah. <laughs> Ju uh, I don't know if there's a... Uh, oh, there is. You're hearing this seconds after I say it. So if you'll confirm that... Uh, oh, he already has a copy. That's okay. I'm going to roll again then. That's a wonderful thing. Aha. That is. That's really Sean cool. Chandra's? Oh, Chandra's. That's Chandra's. That's my husband. Oh, oh, how about that? Hey. Sean, 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 the husband of Bridget. You have won. while ago. Yeah. See, there, there, there are dividends for giving up your spouse for one night a week. Really? Really? Yeah. Awesome. Not, I mean, like, look. And or dividends for marrying or dating one of our cast members. <sighs> Uh, do not date me. You will be in much danger. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't date me. My wife would be very upset. Yeah, that's the danger I'm talking about. Is my wait wife. a minute. Wait a minute. So, Ian, you're not married, right? No. Okay. So I'm I'm not the only unmarried. Per okay. Uh, otherwise, I'd be a little freaked out. You can you can you can either date Charles, uh, I, I or wouldn't. you can get into a throuple with Ian. Yeah. Or or you could date a AI that you like put a fake beard on and pretend it's either me or Mr. Patchkey. Uh, the choice is yours. However, the winner this evening is Mr. Sean Jers. Thank you so much. Uh, we've had a blast tonight, and we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us on this consensual journey we call Wandering Monster. My name is John Baltusberger. I am Charles R. Bernard. Ian Servas. And I'm Bridget Brave. And I'm Mr. Paschke. And this has been Wandering Monster America's Test Table. We will be back next week for more chaos and hopefully less murder. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.